do that. It didn't sound very excited. I didn't seem happy. (laughs) (laughs) Emily's miserable. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am. We both are, um, have, we have our monthly gift. So. Yeah. I hate calling it that, but my sister used to call it that. Oh. Um monthly gift yeah like oh I got my monthly gift and I just kind of hate that because I don't feel like it's a gift at all no I like to be more dramatic with my words um falling out yeah my art well our both of our uteruses are falling out yes yes together because that's what (laughs) friends do (laughs) anyways (laughs) welcome to the blanket burritos I'm Emily I'm Sarah welcome welcome (laughs) oh Sarah um I just wanted to let you know because all of our I feel like a lot of our video sessions start off this way or like talking sessions I need to tell you about a gross thing I ate and how I regret it Uh oh (laughs) I had peanut butter M&Ms and like one of the top ingredients which I just realized is on here is lactose yeah The peanut butter M&M's are great. Yes. Why? What what is lactose about M&M's? They're like peanut butter. Oh, that's true. I'm thinking of the chocolate ones. Maybe the shell has chocolate. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was very upset and my tummy hurts. And I feel like a lot of our like talking sessions are just me starting off with Sarah I ate this thing and I regret it because my tummy hurts now <laughs> and then she bans me from eating things and then sometimes I listen yeah <laughs> most of the time she doesn't but you know it's okay I stopped <laughs> eating ice cream I stopped the ice cream I stopped the KFC that's true you did you 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 found an alternative for because at the end of the day you wanted the mashed potatoes not the actual KFC <laughs> yes exactly I just wanted the mashed potatoes Very nice. oh oh I have to resolve that with our viewers so <laughs> I know I promised one of you very lucky viewers uh some KFC and I'm just gonna be honest with you because that's just what we do on this podcast I ate it I don't think anyone was anticipating that you were going to keep the KFC. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I just wanted to be honest because they might be expecting like a KFC giveaway that I just can't provide for them, you know, and I I have to let them know up front what's going on. What's going on. For those of you that don't know, we start off our podcast with oracle card and or tarot card readings you're reading milady oh okay i did a different deck oracle deck because i was feeling spicy today um i have the seas of mintaka which is like ooh, like i, I how you're showing it like um, no one's gonna see it but like you can see it <laughs> i can see it it's beautiful there's a bunch of beaches oh beach but i would like, swim there i would too um i also got the child of the cosmos mm-hmm, very pretty and then all paths lead to home which i love this card it's a very sweet card yeah it's cozy it's cozy cozy so what's um, it saying this is how i interpreted it um well so seas of mintaka says seeing potential bringing unconsciousness to light um 
So I like the water, it kind of looks like you're like in the water, like half, like, like your camera is like under the water, but you can still see like part, like above, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I, I think it's like, um, the idea is like the water there is like so, so clear. Like you can see anything that's beneath the surface, like an iceberg kind of thing. Oh. And, um, the child of cosmos is saying the intelligence of the universe lies within you so like you have like the like intelligence within you and then basically i think the all paths lead to home is just like kind of hammering in that point of like like you going within will find you the answers and bring what you need that's like in the depth of yourself to light that's beautiful so that's kind of how i interpreted it that's so funny because that fits so well with the card that i pulled really <laughs> yeah so, so i'm using um i love this deck the shamanic healing oracle cards deck and the card i got was integration Ooh. which like this week for me is all about integration so this is very applicable to me but I guess applicable to our viewers too. So we are bombarded every day in every way with messages on who we should be, what we should do, and what we should wear and how we should live. These messages are coming from media, society, our family, and friends. Even strangers can drown out who we are really meant to be, who we have grown into lifetime after lifetime. Find some quiet moments in your day to identify and start a relationship with that small, strong voice inside of you. Pretty soon you won't hear any other messages. Many time in your interaction with others, you hear that small voice that tells you something is not right. Your logical mind tells you to stop it, nothing is wrong. Stop being silly slash dramatic slash overreacting. You may ignore your inner voice as a, in a quest to fit in, to be loved or admired. You do not realize that your inner voice is warning you that the other person's energy is not matching their words or actions. Listen to your instincts about a person or situation. So basically, it's saying, it's saying stop shooting on yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that saying. Because we shouldn't shoot ourselves, right? So it's listening to that internal going inside, like you said, Sarah. And yeah. figuring out what's authentic to you and what you want. And... It doesn't always have to be logical or what society deems as like really important or um, deems as logical. Cause right, like we talk about like starseed stuff and a whole bunch of other woo woo stuff that like maybe necessarily isn't explained by science, but in our souls, like once we learned more about starseed stuff, like we just, knew like it was like an inner knowing like oh this this is it this is this real and sense, I think yeah listening to that and using your discernment and not necessarily thinking about what society or what culture tells you is correct yeah oh so cool they like no, matched each other wow. what's going on viewers do you need <laughs> you need some love <laughs> <laughs> Are we going through a situation? Maybe. Maybe. I'm going through a situation. You're going through a situation? No, I just have a lot of feelings because I have my period and I have so much earth in my chart that like I'm not good at feeling feelings. I hate it because it's it's just, it's it feels lot. really overwhelming. Yeah. 
to feel feelings. And I don't like it. And I think integration is actually a perfect card because it's talking about like witnessing and sitting with your feelings instead of just like going crazy and taking action and um, which is what I would do. Like when I have really gross feelings, I'm like, I need to solve it right now and fix it and figure out how to fix it. Whereas like, yeah, see, Sarah, I learned stuff today. I had an insight moment. What do they call that? It's like an um, epiphany. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that's sure. the right I word. Know. I think. Why not? Of like, instead of that hyper masculine energy of oh, I need to fix this and figure it out. That's also a way of escapism. Even though like, I'm acknowledging it, um, I'm also escaping it from trying to figure it out. Instead of just sitting there and sitting with the feelings mm. and letting go. So that's what we learned today. Wow, that's really cool. I feel like I'm like confused. Like I I will do like the deep dive and sit, Mm -hmm. but I'll sit for like too long sometimes, I think. Oh, Um, so you'll like overthink it to death. Yeah, like I I think like I don't like thinking about the feeling. I'm like, I'm I'm a very confused human because like I, I have like Capricorn and stuff in the earth where I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this. But then a lot of my other chart is Scorpio, which is literally like very like deep dive into darkness and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we just sit there and we're like, why are we here? But um, yeah, well, I think it's kind of what we were talking about where it's you're not necessarily like problem solving or thinking about it. You're just observing there. it. Yeah. Yeah. Without judging it. And without like trying to problem solve, it's just like, okay, I'm here. I'm a consciousness observing the emotion of X, Y, Z or what I'm feeling. Um, There's a really good self-compassion meditation for those of you that also really hate feeling. Um, uh, Kristen Neff is really good at self-compassion. So if you're sitting there and you're really frustrated with yourself about like, logically, this is how it like should be why isn't this how like why can't I let this go why can't I just like Mm -hmm. because I know logically like whatever um there's like it's something on YouTube called like a five minute self-compassion break it's really good it takes five minutes you should do it I'm not getting paid I just really like it and it's changed my life so I'll try it and it's only like five minutes that's like perfect yeah exactly um so what do we do? What's our next? What's our what's our next thing? We have um, the fall in love question. Ooh, okay, Sarah, do you, do you, rem- do you remember do you, them? What? Do you remember them? I'm curious. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> okay, this one's interesting. All right, you have to introduce the segment though. Oh, this is the fall in love with us questions. Where um, I think there's 36 questions in this whole. Um, exercise and the idea is like there's a certain like tiers and typically when two people do it together the more you go into the questions the deeper they get so you like establish some sort of like connection or understanding and the whole thing is like can you actually fall in love with someone with these like 36 questions Um, and the point is that you we want you to fall in love with us correct yes because or just like get to know us better, but like hopefully fall in love with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, uh, the psychologist basically did a study on 36 questions and see if people fall in love. And I, I don't, I didn't read the research because I, I, I don't think I care enough. Um, mm. But if you've read it, let us know in the comments down below. <laughs> let us how know to, how to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's the first question? If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? So, what? this is interesting. Because I feel like this gets, like, very philosophical. And I feel like most people will would say, like, it's shallow to be, like, oh, the body of a 30-year-old. But what does it mean to, like, have keep the mind of a 30-year-old? I, okay, so I, I have, I'll explain my reason to thinking. Do you want me to explain what, which yes. one I choose? Okay. Yes. And it's, it's a personal, re- it's a personal thing. Um, okay. So I would choose having the mind of a 30 year old, not because like, oh, the body is like shallow, but because typically when people age, and I've seen this with my grandmother and both sides of the family, grandmother, um, they, the mind tends to Mm. deteriorate. Yeah. Um, And the body does too, but like the mind tends to deteriorate and, I don't know. I think, I think that would be cool to like, just still have the sharpness in the mind to be able to like, you know, um, mm. you know, just like um, communicate clearly and stuff like that. Because that's something I've seen like with my own family is like when you get older, like the mind, it does. See, here's my question and here's my, um, we're going in like through a loophole, right? The brain is a part of the body, is it not? Yeah. So I'm choosing 30-year-old body. Bam. <laughs> I right. get both. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Well, you can also argue that the mind of a 30-year-old will keep you more sharp in the mind, which could potentially keep you sharp in the body as well. Well, you could say the same thing for the body. Yeah. Ooh, this is like which comes first, the chicken or the egg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, no, the chicken. No, the egg. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's like that. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about these questions. I mean, not all the time, but they do. They tend to, they can lead to more philosophically questions, which is probably why these could lead to, like, falling in love and stuff because you get to know a person's like inner thought yeah if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be oh no Ooh, I thought of you when I saw that question honestly really mm-hmm. I don't know if I would change anything I wouldn't um even though there was so much uh trauma and abuse that I had to live through um I came out the other side as like who I am now. And if I hadn't, then I might not be the same person. And I don't know. I just feel like that's like, this is, I obviously chose what I chose for a reason, right? So we believe that when you're, 
reincarnated like you choose the life and you kind of plan it out and who like you choose your parents you choose the people that you're going to like vibe with and who's gonna teach you certain lessons and um a lot of things are planned out so obviously this is planned out for a reason and so no I wouldn't I mean maybe like if I was going to change anything, I think I would maybe change um, my, I don't even know if I would change that though, but I was thinking like my mom having more compassion for like my grades way back when, Mm. because I had undiagnosed ADHD. um, And so my grades were really, really awful. And Like nobody could diagnose me because I masked really well, which is basically like you hide it really well. Um, And because I didn't like have the outwardly like stereotypical uh, symptoms of ADHD, which are, I guess, in people's heads, like bouncing off the walls and being really disruptive in class. And I was never that because I was too traumatized and too... um, scared of people to even like Mm want to talk to people or want to be crazy and off the walls like I was just like I'm going to stay here and I'm going to stay hidden and not seen and not move because that is what is that was what I learned was safe Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe I would change that but I I don't know I don't know I don't think I would change anything either like it's the same thing like you 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 went through all that for a reason you would be a different person otherwise Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, that's not the point. Like, we were supposed to be these people, not right. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, even though if there were, like, some, like, weird moments or whatever, whatever, with the way I was raised, like, I wouldn't change it, I would say. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Right. So for our next segment, Sarah just learned about this. But I am on reddit not all the time but sometimes and there is this subreddit called am i the asshole where basically people tell a story and people can rate whether or not they are the asshole or not and then sometimes they're both the asshole i chose ones that were fairly new at the times when i received them so there were not ratings but we'll we'll get into it so what is the first one Ooh. All right. So this person, so her parents got divorced and then her mom got remarried and had another kid. So she redecorated her room and worked really hard on it, spent her own money on it. The like older kid, right? Yeah. And then, so I guess her, she has a half sister and So while this girl was visiting her dad, her biological dad, her half-sister went into her room Mm -hmm. and she told the girl who's writing this stepdad that she wanted the room because it looked nice to her. And her mom asked her like, oh, like, and can't, will you give her your room it would mean a lot to her and she could take her room and redecorate that one and the girl who's writing this offered said like no but she offered to help her decorate it like the sister decorate it herself Mm -hmm. Um, and then 
Yeah. So basically her mom's calling her a brat. Um, her husband is calling her, the mom's husband is calling her selfish and that he, she was crushing his daughter's feelings. And that was the only thing she said she wanted for Christmas. Um, and she's wondering if she is, he's the asshole. No. What do you think? No. No. Absolutely not. That's someone's personal, like, room with their personal belongings. Like, you want that exact room, like, with all of her stuff. You're basically saying, like, I want all of her stuff. Like, mm -hmm. she offered to help redecorate another room with you. That's, like, just being, like, super, like. It's, it's, it's bratty on the sister's part. And I don't know how yeah. old the half-sister is. But I think that's really terrible. And I think that the parents gaslighting the poor girl that's writing this is really terrible calling her like mean and selfish when like they're room. like yeah that's her safe space like and she worked really hard on creating that sacred beautiful space for herself she shouldn't have to give it up or and then be gaslit for it that's terrible yeah you know, if, you were, if you were listening to this by some random weird chance you are not the asshole no there. not at all I will gladly say it to their faces parents if you're listening to this you're assholes how dare you yeah <clears throat> next one <laughs> that's fucked up this one i haven't read Ooh, this one i just read and oh okay okay you tell me about it okay i'm gonna give you the gist there's like this girl who's like she's a she has a group of like six close friends and one of her friends was going to be the first in her friend group to be married like they like did a whole wedding and all they were planning a whole wedding and she does preface that saying this girl wasn't really a bri bridezilla she just loved the like process of like planning everything out and stuff the girl who's writing the story right um said her and her um I guess boyfriend, fiance, I don't know at the time, mm -hmm. like they never really wanted like a traditional wedding or engagement or anything. They were just like, you know, like when the times right, we'll just like go down to like town hall, whatever the hell you go and just get married. Mm -hmm. um, so like they weren't really engaged. They weren't really like, but they like knew they wanted to be with each other. So, um, and I think there was like a day that they said like, that they both had off from work and typically when they both have off from work it's gloomy or like gross out like because snow or whatever and like that day was like a really nice day and like good weather and stuff and they were like you know like let's just go on down there and get married like why not right and it happened to be like i guess a little bit before the other girl's wedding they were so like you went out for a lot of that for me oh really yeah okay um what'd you hear last so it was a really nice day oh really nice day they decided you know what it's a nice day we both have off from work let's just go down to town hall let's just go get married okay and it happened to be like a little bit before the other girl's wedding um and it was just a nice day they're like why not and they said you know what we're not going to say anything at the wedding like we'll tell her like later like it's her day we're not gonna like make a thing out of it months later like months later oh they bring it up and they're like, oh, yeah, like we went and we got married, like whatever, like a week or how many weeks before you guys. Yeah. And the girl got like apparently very upset being like because they were the first ones to get married. And they're like, you didn't even tell us like 
we're your friends like you're supposed to tell us and like oh my god and apparently their friends are split on who like if they're upset or not there's six of them and half of them are like no that's stupid and half of them are like yeah you should have told her she was the first (laughs) like what first off can i just say that's six too many friends and yes (laughs) accurate (laughs) um uh, it has nothing to do with her like number one yes correct and they weren't like in the middle of the wedding the girl's wedding being like by the way we got married before you haha right like, that's terrible to do and they'd be even madder about that <laughs> like they were trying to be considerate and you're just like no you are not the asshole writer you are not god that is i don't and this is a really interesting thing that i think we should talk about um because i was listening to someone else's podcast it's called just between us by uh gabby dunn and allison raskin who are some of my favorite comedy writers um and this was like in 2019 but basically Gabby didn't tell Allison something and I guess she always does this where like she like keeps something from her for a while like she doesn't usually tell her immediately um and Allison gets very upset about it because she feels like her best friend should tell her everything and like there was like a huge fight on the podcast like an actual fight I mean yeah yeah It's called The Fight. Go watch it. Promoting their podcast. Allison Gabby, if you want to give me royalties, that would be great. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, or invite me on. That that'd be cool. <laughs> so I guess the question is, should you tell your best friend everything? Oh my God. Like no, here's the here's the no. I don't like that because I've had people who have been like, we're friends. Why don't you tell me everything? you tell this person something, but you don't tell me. And I've had multiple people do this to me. And it's like, the the thing is like, you'll tell your friends or whoever friends you want to when you feel comfortable. That's it. I've never pushed someone to like spill their guts to me. You tell me when you want to tell, I don't care. Like <laughs> Exactly. And I think this attachment to the idea that your best friend needs to tell you everything almost makes them like it's like law of attraction right it makes them not want to yes and gabby almost says that where she's like you know there's like she's like i don't know why i do it i just and then she like goes into like some more psychological stuff about like her family um and why she does it but i think also like if your friend explains why she does something and and it bothers you like have a little bit more compassion and understanding but then like I guess Allison was saying like Gabby gets a little bit of enjoyment out of it like you can see like almost a little bit of enjoyment out of it but I don't know if it's enjoyment as much as it is like maybe she's uncomfortable and hides it as enjoyment yeah because when I'm uncomfortable I get really like maybe a little bit giggly or like seem like sly about it but it's not because I'm being sly or doing it on purpose it's just because like I'm uncomfortable so I'm gonna pretend 
<laughs> like yeah. I'm doing this on purpose. I can understand like I I like the only thing I can understand about the other end is like it's like the like the idea of like let's say maybe maybe the other friend does tell their friend everything like as soon as stuff happens. And I think that's that I can that that's their argument being like oh but like I tell you and I'm honest with you but that's not a that's good not- argument because the whole idea is like they'll tell you when they're comfortable Mm -hmm. you pushing them to tell you things all the time is what's making them not comfortable yeah and that way and also maybe you're a little judgmental maybe that's why they don't want to tell you like because they're they know that you're gonna judge them like that's not like right and I think also like that pressure to tell somebody something is almost like you were saying, like it's creating a very unsafe environment because if it's, if they're holding this like expectation of you, that doesn't make you comfortable and you feel like you have to say things that you're not ready to say yet. Like that would put me in a very, like in a space of panic and freeze. And I would not want to say anything or maintain a relationship with that person. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't like, I don't like that. It's like, you don't have to tell your best friends everything. Like, yes, ideally, if you're that close with them, you should be able to. Yeah. Should, but you don't have to, you shouldn't have to feel like you have to. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't also like feel like there's a pressure. If you don't, they're going to get mad. And it's like, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. The right. idea is you tell them when you feel comfortable and like exactly. vice versa. Like, Right. Right. Like if I found out you told somebody something like four months ago and then I just found out now, I would be like, okay. Like yeah. clearly it wasn't like applicable to what we were talking about. Right. Like I, I'm wondering though, cause this was about like, romantic situations so I'm wondering if it was like about a romantic situation would I feel like a little bit more saltier about it if you told someone else um well I mean to be honest like you said like if you're good enough if I or like I said if you're good enough friends like you should be able to tell them everything I typically tell you everything first so I know but I'm thinking this is a hypothetical yeah (laughs) (laughs) hypothetically I might be a little bit like concerned like why didn't she tell me because listen the reason when I knew Sarah trusted me because she never tells anyone anything about her love life ever was in seventh grade and she doesn't remember this and I'm heartbroken over it (laughs) she's like this is the moment we were friends Sarah and you don't even remember (laughs) I knew she trusted me because she doesn't tell anyone anything not even her parents no one about who she like likes or has a crush on so when she told me that she had a crush on, oh, we should give him a, a name, um, Derek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I knew that she trusted me in that moment. I've carried with me in my heart. It makes me so happy. And I still think about it and feel so honored. And then like two weeks ago, I think I told her that. And she's like, I don't remember this. (laughs) I don't even remember. I also don't even remember having a crush on that person. So that shows um, really my devotion. (laughs) I know. 
<laughs> it was like in middle school. Like it's fine. Like it's not fine though. And so <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we could talk about this. I have a weird trigger about people not remembering things. Ooh. And I don't know why. So if, like, I say something and, like, I guess it's because I make a very big conscious effort because I do struggle a lot with my ADHD to remember things. So to me, it means, so what it means to me to remember things is, like, oh, I care about you. Right. And so, like, if somebody doesn't, like, remember me if I was at, like, a party or something or, like, Mm. if, like we're talking about something and I'm like oh yeah you already like not like if they're telling me a story again because like obviously like it's hard to remember who you've told stories to but um like if they're telling me about this band that they listen to and like I'm the one that introduced it to them mm-hmm. and like they don't remember that or like oh. or, or like we listen to it together and I'm like yeah I know we listened to that together like it's hard for me not to be really really hurt by that Oh, and I don't know why. I think it's like you said, because you make a really conscious effort to remember things. Because like you said, that's the way like you show your care, like where like maybe the other person, not necessarily, that's not the way they show they care. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this like gets into the whole like, um, we're flying off the rails today. Um, not really. Um, we're going like, crazy. <laughs> going rogue. Um this goes into like um love languages i feel like it's like like the the like you know what i mean like i've had like i feel like i've had experiences where like i've had like friends or like um like even like one person that i kind of dated for like two seconds where like it was very clear that our like love languages were different and like that's such a bummer because it's like you just feel like they don't even see what you're doing Mm -hmm. for them and that's like the shittiest part when they don't match yeah I think for me it's less like what they don't it's less about what they don't see that I'm doing and more about like I don't feel loved or seen or cared or heard um and like and this comes up again and again in my relationships this is why I'm bringing it up because clearly it's like some karma like thing like or some limiting belief or something that like I need to like figure out. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like I guess it, if we're going back to we're going to bring it full circle I promise. If we're bringing it back to um, what we were talking about like should you tell your best friend everything? Is it the same thing? Right? Or am I doing the same thing that that person's doing where it's like well I do that why don't you do that? but I'm not like holding that expectation for them. Like I just feel really hurt. And I think that's the difference. Oh, I see. I see. Like, I feel like you can feel hurt and that's valid. And I don't want to validate those feelings. No. Um, But I think you also have to realize like people show things in different ways and, you know, like you could either accept them for who they are and what they do. Yeah. And what they're going to tell you, or you can just find somebody who aligns with what you think and holds that very strict, like, oh, you need to tell me everything right now. 
bitch yeah. kind of thing, which I think is stressful. And honestly, like, I don't even know if you'd be able to find it when you're in that mentality of like, oh, this needs to happen because that's a, uh, an attachment that I, I think yeah. is unhealthy. Um, yeah. And also like, it's uh, chances are like, if they're not telling you something as well, like, it might just be because they're like uncomfortable about like that specific thing. Like they might not tell anyone. They literally mm-hmm. might just like J chill by themselves and like think about it. Like chances mm-hmm. are they haven't told anyone else. Like yeah, that's absolutely valid. You're right, Sarah. Like I don't know if you do this, but like sometimes it depends. But like sometimes, and what we were talking about today with like integration, sometimes you just need to go inside yourself and figure things out before yeah. you even tell anyone else. Yeah, because you don't even know yourself really what's happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do that? What, or do like, you just feel like, like, are you a person that needs to talk it out with somebody? Or would you rather sit there and like take the time and like, or does it depend? I think it depends on the situation. Um, sometimes I just like sit with myself and like really think it out. Sometimes I'll call you and talk it out sometimes. So Can you it turn depends. my mom right now? thought I heard something but I don't know well she keeps humming and it's really annoying sorry (laughs) we love her (laughs) podcast right now literally I'm going to scream (sighs) like she never comes home singing and then like the day I'm filming the podcast like she has to be like the loudest she had a good day I'm I'm just kidding (laughs) I don't care (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do something I'm trying to make something of my life (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Um, what were we talking about? What were you saying? Um, uh, sometimes I talk to you. Sometimes I sit and stew. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I think it's also helpful to like sit and stew and like come up with like options and then like call the person and be like, okay, so here's what I have figured out. Is there something I'm not seeing? Like it's it's helpful right. to have another person who's not really attached to the situations like point of view and then like be like okay here are my options like I could do this I could do this or like they could offer like another thing because often like I'm very hyper masculine energy where I'm like go 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 and like sometimes like you or my mom will offer more feminine energy and be like well maybe let's wait for them to come to you because like you just want to fix everything right now. And that's like, not like some people aren't ready or like want to be fixed. (laughs) They're not ready. (laughs) Yeah. It also could be like, and this could be applied to even like, I know like when I get really upset or like mad about something, like typically like I, I'm not going right away and being like, I'm mad at you in the moment I'm mad. Like I just like go and I sit with myself and I was like, why did that make me upset? What's going on? And then I'll be like, how can I like talk to that person about it in like a very like way that it's like a fruitful conversation. Like it doesn't offend anyone. It doesn't. And then like, I think about it and then I'll go talk to the other person. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that like, it's like the same thing. I feel like as like, sometimes you just have to sometimes wait, think about it before you tell. Yeah, absolutely. I think it just, it depends on the person, but, and the situation, and, um, but, yeah, yeah, I don't, like you said, like, ideally, that would be the ideal, right? Like, you have a person that you feel, I think it's more, the ideal is you have a best friend that you feel safe enough 
to tell yeah. everything to when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. And you might not ever be, and that's okay. Like there are some things about like my mental stuff that I go through that like I've never talked to anyone about. Right. Yeah. And like you've never pressured me like when I talk about my OCD because there are a lot of OCD thoughts that like I don't want to talk about and you've never pressured me like oh you need to tell me this no um that's always really nice because I have I have had people in the past be like oh what like what are they about and it's it's very uncomfortable for me to explain it um because a lot of the time it it varies um and then a lot of the time it's just like if it's triggering for me and it's that upsetting for me that like it's like it causes a compulsion like I'm obviously not very comfortable talking about it (laughs) right um but a lot of my uh OCD um is for the viewers listening um is centered around like relationships or like people like dying or like which is a which is a very common one um so I've heard um so just like basically fear of abandonment which is so interesting because I never identified as a person who has like abandonment issues Ooh, I feel like I kind of have that a little bit too but I don't even I don't know how that or like where you know what I mean yeah well I think and it was interesting because a lot earlier in my life I I think attracted a lot of people with abandonment issues and I would always find them very clingy and hard to be friends with. I never identified with that because I was like, well, I'm not clingy. I'm not this. So I can't have abandonment issues. But I think just because it doesn't manifest in the same way doesn't mean I don't have it. Right. And I think that's something interesting to think about. What are we doing next? (laughs) There are like some most Googled questions. So there is one two three four five pick a number one through five Mm. (laughs) my gut that's why I'm laughing my gut just immediately like I didn't really like process the numbers I just wanted to be like seven (laughs) that's what that's the number I was thinking of oh that's crazy (laughs) I can read your mind um three three Ooh. Why is he not calling me back? Oh no, I hate that question. (laughs) That's like a lot. Like there are like so many layers to why he probably isn't calling you back. Well, okay. I think, I think the thing we have to talk about is if they're Googling this question, I think it's, well, I don't know. Uh, What time frame are we talking about? Yeah. Like if it's like 10 minutes, it's like, calm down. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he's pooping. Yeah, maybe he's sleeping. Oh, um, I that's sleep a lot. Yeah. I'm a big napper and I've had a lot of problems in relationships where they've called and I've been napping. And <laughs> they're offended. One time, no joke. Anyway. I, I also just like, I have my phone and I put it down and I literally like disappear somewhere else in the house to do something. Mm-hmm. And then I come back to like all these, me- and I'm like, well, I've, I just am not very good with my phone personally Mm -hmm. like so (laughs) yeah I think it's also like some people just aren't attached to their phone um like and it's acknowledging that like I really love being in the present moment and I hate like the thing I hated about being in relationships was like 
there's always this obligation to like always be talking to them sometimes not all the time but in a lot of my past relationships I felt like this obligation to always be like messaging them back Mm. at a quick pace or like then if it's been two hours and I got distracted with something I'd have to come up with an excuse other than like what I was actually doing (laughs) and it's really stressful um I hate I hate being on my phone and I hate like not being in the moment but that's also texting we're talking about calling oh call yeah um um the only sen- so the scenario that I think of that like probably will will uh probably be an issue is like let's say they're like very communicative person and texting and calling and they typically do like call you back like at a you know they're like a reliable person and all of a sudden they're not calling you back mm-hmm. then that's etch a sketch yeah I don't know why like maybe like there might be something that happened like that mm-hmm. like isn't like oh they like don't want to like talk to you anymore yeah. it could be something like it could completely- be a family emergency or right something but if they're doing it like consistently we're like they'll be really responsive for like a couple weeks and then like a couple weeks they're not I think that's more like just them seeing how much that they can get away with and use you yeah. when it's convenient for them. And that's not very healthy for a relationship. There are so many different scenarios. But like, I mean, if it's only happened once and they give a good excuse about why, you know, they haven't been there, give them the benefit of the doubt. But if it happens again, then I would have a very serious conversation with them. Yeah. Um, but if they're not calling you at all, like, <sighs> that's so tricky. And I feel like it's so hard to get over somebody without that, like, closure. Because it's always, like, that thought of, like, okay, what if I start, like, going on dating apps again? And then all of a sudden they pop up. What am I going to do? Right. Um, but I think it's absolutely valid for you after a certain amount of time. Like, especially if it's been, like, a month. <laughs> if yeah. they haven't called you move on and if they try to come back absolutely not yeah unless again really really amazing excuse like my mom died and I had to fly to Costa Rica to plan a funeral and then I didn't have cell service because I dropped my cell phone in a lake and I couldn't find a cell service because I was in bumblefuck nowhere yeah it's very specific (laughs) (laughs) scenario (laughs) yeah um but any other thoughts about that not really I think like we said there could be so many like scenarios but like the general scenarios like like you said like if they just like stop calling you back and just like it's like they're ignoring you or only talking to you when it's convenient for them I don't think that's a good uh please like have more respect for yourself but also like use your own discernment like we were talking about like what's right for you yeah um because you know there are some people that really like to be calling all the time or like needing that response and I think that's valid and that's a valid thing if you find that that's a need for your relationship but maybe this person isn't right for you then yeah yeah and that's okay just means you have different things but okay you choose the question I choose the question Mm -hmm. how do I go on a date oh (laughs) 
Like, I don't even know how you answer that. Like, <laughs> that's why I put it on there. I'm like, that's one of the most Googled questions. And I feel like we could talk about that. Like, also, why? like, straight up mood. Like, <laughs> how? <laughs> well, <laughs> and I looked at, like, the response for it. And it wasn't very clear. Um, it, it wasn't a very good response. It was just basically like, oh, be yourself. And I hate that. I hate that response. Um, yeah, because it's like, what is being yourself? Yeah, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Other people can be themselves because they're not as strange as I, me, or maybe you are. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't just straight out of the water be ourselves maybe we should I don't know we have to like ease them into the weird I feel like yeah I feel like easing into the weird it depends like it also depends on if they're weird too then you're like oh fine we're both weird it's cool like exactly like oh you both believe in aliens awesome talk about the grays all day yeah (laughs) like oh I channeled the Pleiadians the other night awesome like (laughs) but I'm not gonna like straight off the gate. I'll I'll ease into it where I'll be like, oh, I'm a tarot card reader and I read the Akashic records, and then like I'll tell them what the Akashic records is, and maybe that's a little woo-woo, and that kind of gives me a feel for whether or not they're gonna be more open to stuff. And if they're not open to stuff like that, then like bye, sis. Like I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, I don't even care if they, like, believe in it. It's more just, like, being kind and respectful. Like, respecting. Yeah. Because it is something that I care very deeply about. Yeah. And it's, like, my other job. And so if you don't have respect for that, then I can't be with you. Yeah. But that's not what they're asking. They're asking, how do they go on a I don't even know how to answer that. Like, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) Like, how do you? Maybe they're asking, like, how do they get asked out on a date? Oh, I don't know. That's never happened to me in real life. <laughs> I've, I think. I've never I've actually been... been asked out in, like, real life. So I don't oh, know. really? Like, not even, like, 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 oh, like, hey, you want to get coffee sometime? Or, like, nothing like that? Like, nothing, nothing that was, like, in person, no. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're also very, like, shy, and... That's true. I'm very, like, in-your-face, blah, so... Mm. I'm probably more, um... It's probably more comfortable for people to ask me rather than, like, ask you. That's true. I, like, sit there, and I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they probably don't even know, like, what your vibe is. Where, where I'm at. Yeah, and whereas, like, I flirt with every single moving thing, so, like, even if people I'm not, like, people I'm not interested in think I'm flirting with them all the time, and I'm not, but you know what's really funny? I'm going off on a tangent. I didn't take my meds today, Um, is that I, (laughs) the people that I flirt the most with is, like, my guy friend's girlfriends. (laughs) I love that. Like, I will, I'll always make jokes about, like, marrying them or, like, stealing them from them. And, like, like, um, Matt's wife. Yeah. I'll always, like, I love her. I always make jokes about that. And I always wonder, like, 
how does that make Matt feel? Or like, how does that make them feel? Do they feel like emasculated? Are they worried that I'm going to steal their girl? <laughs> Everyone watch out. Emily's going to steal your girl. Like, <laughs> Anyway, so I just, I found that really funny and a weird quirk that I do that I don't understand why I do it, but I do it. You know what I think it is? Mm. Which is really weird. It's because I kind of want them to, like, how imp- how important, like, their girlfriend is to them. Like, s- to, like, see their girlfriend's worth. Oh, that's interesting. Because I think me as, like, a person, I always worry about, like, whether or not I, like, about my worth and my worthiness of, like, having relationships and being in a relationship with a person. Mm-hmm. So I think... I like put that on the girlfriend. You like reflect I, it on them. Or I like, do. I do. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need, I need to make this man see how awesome his girlfriend is. That's so funny. <laughs> Even though like, I know I'm aware that like, you probably, I mean, if I'm being introduced to the lady, like he's probably pretty serious about her. Right. Right. Um, yeah, just a little quirk I do. <laughs> just a little quirk. I don't think we actually answered that question. I don't even know how to answer Oh, that. shoot. Okay. So first off, you have to get a date. That's the first step. Get a date. Um, to go on the date, it depends on where you live. So either... Oh, what you're comfortable oh. with. What? What you're comfortable doing, what you like doing. Like, mm-hmm. figure out something you both want to, like, do, like. Right. That's also good. So number two, figure out where you want to go on the date. Right. We're really breaking this down. Um, (laughs) Number three, figure out transportation on how you're going to get to the date. Yes. And then four, go to the place using the transportation that was already figured out in number three. Yes. And then five, do the date. Yeah. Maybe they're asking, like, how do you talk to somebody on a date? Like, what do you talk oh, about? Oh, I feel like you start off, like, in, I, I don't know, actually. Let's be honest. This is, this is. No, I feel like you had a really good thing going. What was um, it? Like, you just talk, like, you get to know them as, like, a person. Like, don't even, like, I think, like, the at least, like, a first date is, like, not, like, supposed to be something that's, like, pressure or, like, has a lot of yeah. pressure. It's supposed to be, like, oh, like. Even if, like, like just think of it as, like, trying to get to know, like, a new friend. Just, like, see, like, if you have anything in common, like. Right. Like, um, oh, my God. The only thing that's coming to my mind is from, oh, what's that movie? Damn it. She's the man. Where <laughs> Do you both like cheese? I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe don't use that as an example. But, like, that's the only thing that came to my mind right now. So there's this scene for those of you that haven't watched She's the Man. If you haven't watched it, it's amazing. It's such a good movie. It's based on uh, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. And there's this guy who's really afraid of talking to women. So he goes on a practice, or no, he doesn't go on a practice date. He goes on a double date with uh, the main character and like the girl that he's dating and then another girl. And so what happens is his date the dude who's really nervous leaves with the main character for some reason I forget why but then he's left with the main character's date and he's just looking at her and he doesn't know what to say and he's like so do you like cheese (laughs) Uh, 
really good movie. Go watch it. Go uh, watch it. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I think when you're younger, though, like first dates are a lot more scarier because I feel like you don't really go on Tinder. So I feel like you've like known the person maybe a little bit like, you know, you've like seen each other, maybe hung out a little bit in school or like after school or. And so I guess that can be a little bit more nerve wracking because if it does go bad, like you do have to see that person like every day and like think about like. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of that. That's never really, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. So maybe that's like a, maybe it's like more of a high schooler question because honestly, like once you become an adult, I feel like, and in the comments, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but first dates become a lot less scary because it's just like, I never have to see this person ever again if I don't want to. So if this turns out badly, like, eh, but normally like for me, I'll, um, be able to like know whether or not we're gonna have a good first date and then that's when I'll agree to it or like ask them like oh do you want to get coffee or something like I won't I won't agree to it unless I really think like oh we could there could be something like fun about them right right or maybe like they're extremely hot I don't know like whatever you want <laughs> whatever you, you just want a booty call like I don't know <laughs> 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 uh, that was good so thank you so much for listening to our third episode of blanket burritos Ooh, yeah thank you for being here this long and hanging out with us and if you are watching on the youtube video comment like subscribe all that shebang we would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts sarah anything um no i think that's it thank you guys for watching and hopefully we'll see you guys in our next uh our next adventure in our next podcast every podcasts are always an adventure always an adventure you never know where they're gonna go no (laughs) that's what makes them exciting in my opinion yeah it's really really cool (laughs) all right bye bye